Hey everyone, how's it going? It's Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I hope you are all doing well. It's been a little while since, uh, at least from this platform, the Facebook Live platform, it's been a little while since we have been able to join you, bring you some big news, all of that good stuff. Um, I'll be here for a few minutes. If you want to ask some questions, I'd love to potentially answer those for you, but uh, right now we're going to talk mostly about the Tyler Boyd contract extension that came across the news wire on Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, as well as uh, the training, the Bengals training camp that uh, opens up later this week. Now, um, Tyler Boyd just was just completed a press conference, an official press conference with the team and the local media. So uh, if you go to the Bengals Twitter account or Bengals social media accounts, you should be able to find some of that and some of his answers to questions that were asked of him in this extension. But let's get right to it. The Bengals signed Tyler Boyd after an exceptional 2018 campaign. They signed him to a four-year deal worth about uh, 40, I believe it was 43 million. Um, so he's making over 10 million, yeah, $43 million uh, over four years. So he's making, uh, you know, basically almost $11 million per year. If you go by average salary rankings in the league, according to Spotrack, um, that puts him right about number 19 or so in the league. Uh, 20th is Sterling Shepard, the wide receiver from the Giants. He's making $10,250,000 a year on average. And uh, tied for 18th is Larry Fitzgerald of the Cardinals and Emmanuel Sanders of the Broncos making $11 million. Um, So, you know, he's right in that at about number 19 ahead of guys like Tyler Lockett, Devin Funchess, Jamison Crowder, Golden Tate, Deshaun Jackson. So, um, you know, pretty big payday, big jump in terms of pay for him. And with it comes large expectations for him. Uh, I don't know that, especially if A.J. Green is going to be healthy for most, if not all, of the season. And, of course, that's the hope. Um, I I don't know if we should expect the same 1,000-yard type of season and some of the stats that Tyler Boyd put up in 2018, but I think, you know, he's going to be a very valuable piece. I think the hope is that in Zach Taylor's system, that is very passing friendly, wide receiver friendly, um, that, you know, the Bengals could potentially emulate what the Rams did last year with guys like Brandon Cooks, with guy, you know, uh, Robert Woods, a number of different receivers that the Rams employed had great seasons, both Woods and Cooks had over 1,200 yards receiving, over 80 catches apiece, um, a handful of touchdowns apiece as well. So I think, obviously, the blueprint is there for the Bengals to use A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd in a similar type of fashion, hopefully be able to uh, emulate a lot of the production that we saw from the Rams last year. So, um, you know, there are risks and rewards uh, of this, you know, with, with a deal to Tyler Boyd, obviously, the big risk is the fact that, you know, he took the huge jump last year and it was that an outlier because of some injuries and, um, you know, being force fed because A.J. Green and others were out of the lineup or was that a sign of true growth given a good opportunity and, um, 
you know, good things are ahead and he is going to be one of the top receivers in the league as he's being paid. Um, that's, that's, it may be a little bit of both and that's okay. Um, you know, I, I think there is some risk associated with this, but this is a deal that the Bengals desperately wanted to get done. This is a deal that, that was of high priority for the team in this offseason, and if you've been following the team uh, for any length of time, especially over the past handful of summers, they really like to knock these types of deals out. They're young players who are set to hit free agency. They like to get the long-term money, um, long-term deal in place, get the money set. They do that for a couple of reasons. Number one, they don't they don't want to risk the guy getting to free agency because quite often the Bengals don't win bidding wars. They also like to they prefer to set certain market prices instead of uh, trying again to get in a bidding war that way. So from that standpoint, I think the Bengals, uh, they, they like to get these done. And it's also a comfort factor, right? I mean, then they don't have to worry all, all season as to, you know, getting getting this deal done. You know, is, is there going to be a franchise tag that needs to be applied? Um, that sort of thing. So I think, I think from a number of different standpoints, the Bengals are relieved that this is out of the way. And, and also, you know, they, they, it's, it's on one hand, they save themselves potentially a lot of money because if Tyler Boyd was to have a second consecutive year um, with, you know, going into a contract year uh, without a new deal in place, if he was going to have another thousand yard season, that sort of thing, the Bengals would probably be paying more. Now on the flip side of that, uh, they are, they are banking on one year of true high production from Tyler Boyd. And um, they may, this may be a contract that they end up looking back at and saying, wow, we, we overpaid. But um, you know, for now, I think it's a good move for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it's a necessary move, especially with AJ Green also entering a contract year. We'll see, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, So, you know, we'll, we'll talk for those who watch and listen to our Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, my co-host John Sheeran and I will talk more about risks and rewards tomorrow night and this week on the Tyler Boyd contract. So I don't want to, I don't want to double up too much, but I mean, obviously there are risks and rewards to this, this deal. It's a lot of money, but the Bengals have done well in terms of saving up space and they've allocated a certain amount of money to be dealt to Tyler Boyd and they got the deal done four years. That will be, you know, if he lives out this contract with the team, which most of Bengals players do because that's the way they're structured. It's kind of team friendly that way. Um, and, you know, most of the players do. Basically, Tyler Boyd will, will likely have spent most, if not all, of his career with the Cincinnati Bengals, that being basically eight years or so by the time this contract is done. And um, so they have him locked up for the bulk of his career. Uh, and, and that's a good thing. You know, he's a movable piece. He can play in the slot. He can play a little bit outside. He's got great hands. Some of the things that I, you know, you look back at some of the, the clips in the film last year, you know, one game that really stands out to me, and he was a bit overshadowed in it because A.J. Green was the hero of that game, was the Atlanta Falcons game, and that immense comeback the Bengals put forth in the in the final quarter, quarter and really in the final minutes of that game to come back and win a very exciting game. I look back, and if you look back to that final drive, um, A.J. Green made some nice plays. Andy Dalton made some nice throws, but it was on third and fourth down. I think there was four times 
um, that Tyler Boyd moved the chains on third and fourth down on that drive alone to set up the winning score to A.J. Green. So, um, you know, I, I think he's a value. That's just a small piece of what he did last year. He stepped up when A.J. Green was out of the lineup. He, he you know, played – through, if he played 14 games last year, he got hurt towards the end of the year and ended up, I think, on IR just to finish the season, which was only two games. The Bengals were out of the hunt anyway. But, um, you know, the, the Bengals were out of the hunt through, through after a handful of games into the, into the season, really kind of the, after about halfway or so, they started to get out of this, the hunt of the playoffs. And even so, Tyler Boyd put up big effort, big numbers, and you have to respect that from him. Um a lot of different, a lot of different questions coming up here, and this is where I'm going next. From uh, Christian Dillingham says, "Is AJ, AJ's deal coming soon?" I think that's the hope and that's the plan. Uh, Mike Brown was asked; uh, they, the team had its introductory luncheon before training camp. They do this annually. Uh, he was asked because this Tyler Boyd news came across the wire. He was then asked about. AJ Green, when his contract could be coming, that sort of thing. And um, he, Mike Brown basically said he wants, he hopes he gets that done. He doesn't see AJ, even though AJ Green's going to be 30, 31, he doesn't see him at that age of where, you know, receivers usually decline. He sees that AJ Green still has the skill set to be a premier player and, and be a premier player for a long time. That's really all about Mike Brown what Mike Brown said about the the situation, I would expect that the Bengals get it done. I don't think it's going to be a four year deal like a Boyd type of situation. It's probably maybe tack on two years to the current deal that he has, or uh, maybe, you know, just in, in total a three year type of new deal, that sort of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, AJ wants to stay here um, and the Bengals want to get that done. The, the Bengals have priori- prioritized the fact that they wanted to get those two receiver deals done for those guys to stick with the team long term. The good news also is if they do not get AJ Green's deal done, they are not completely handcuffed in that in a situation where maybe they didn't get Boyd's deal done and then they also didn't get Green's deal done, then, you know, you've got tough decisions to make. You've got to work on the franchise tag, that sort of thing. So the Bengals aren't as handcuffed now that Boyd is in the fold and when it comes to addressing the A.J. Green situation and everything. I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday afternoon. We'll be here for a couple more minutes. We're talking about the opening of training camp. And as the Bengals do, they now have Tyler Boyd in the fold for a long-term contract for years and uh, $43 million, a big payday for him. You can uh, get all of the news, opinions, updates, analysis on CincyJungle.com. You, sh- you can also get the podcast that is through Cincy Jungle and SB Nation. You can get it on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Google Play. It's on YouTube. It's on CincyJungle.com. So in case you follow CincyJungle.com but don't listen to our podcast, give us a shot, and uh, hopefully you, you become a regular listener of the program. Um, there are a couple of other questions and comments. Uh, you know, I see Mark Rydell say, yeah, buddy, he's, he's stoked on it. You know, I want to, I want to talk about this. Um, there, I, you know, there's, there's been quite a roller coaster of emotions going through this off season with the Bengals, the Zach Taylor transition, that sort of thing. And, and this is kind of a, I guess a little bit of a segue from Tyler Boyd to training camp and kind of long-term uh, a long-term view of the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, it, it was kind of 
excitement that they moved on from Marvin Lewis and, and hired Zach Taylor. Then it was a little bit of uh, annoyance with the fact that, you know, Taylor had kind of some problems getting his coaching staff together and, you know, that he got a late start on everything. So there were some annoyances and eye rolls there. Then the Bengals apparently looked, you know, they uh, had some workouts. They looked pretty good. The draft class was exciting. Then all of a sudden you lose Jonah Williams, you lose Clint Bowling, and it's like, ugh. And then you hear predictions coming out that the you know certain national media members are putting the Bengals at three and thirteen for twenty nineteen that sort of thing. I, you know, I, so there's a lot of you know this this whirlwind of emotions. I want to say this that I do think that a Tyler Boyd deal, granted the Bengals paid him well, but I do think that that bodes well for what's going on in the building. I think that bodes well for how the players are viewing things. Um, even with the loss of bowling, the loss of Jonah Williams, I think the players, I, I think this is a sign that maybe the players are viewing that this team is headed in the right direction. I think that you look at it and, and you know, t- Tyler Boyd could have said to himself that he could have, you know, I- I'm going to go try free agency. I'm going to go see what I get on the open market. Um, he decided not to do that. And, and if you did read cincyjungle.com, if you did listen, if you do listen to our podcast, um, we had Tyler Boyd on twice, uh, once in January and once in February. And, uh, he was excited about the direction of the Bengals. Then I had asked him about his contract status and if he wanted to remain a Bengal. And he said, yeah, absolutely. I want to stay a Bengal. Lo and behold, he did it. So, uh, you know, I, I think that, Instead of just kind of player speak, he he could have said, yeah, I want to stay here. But deep down, he's saying, I want to test free agency. I want to see what I can get. Um, I I think Bengals fans should look at this deal. And, yeah, it may not be – I think it's it's a good deal. I think it's a good deal. But I think it also points to, you know, the fact that players – seem to want to be here for the long haul. They are maybe buying into what Zach Taylor is selling them, especially the offensive player. So I think that that, uh, that is something that at least after some bad news that has come down the pike for Bengals fans, I think that that's one aspect you can hang your hat on. Mark Livesay says, ha, 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 Tyler Boyd will flake out. Okay, well, Mr. Optimism there, got to like that. Um Michael Michael Flukas says, if the O-line is still in a state of flex, the new pass-friendly offense is possibly grounded. Shouldn't we have become more physical up front in the running game? Congratulations, Tyler Boyd, on the extension. AJ should get his paper, too. We already talked about Boyd and AJ there. And yeah, that's, that's the one – that's the other, you know, I, I guess on-field concern with this whole thing is, um, you know, aside from – maybe some bad luck hitting Tyler Boyd, which I hate to say this, but that's happened before when the Bengals have signed these types of deals to stars. But that being said, I, you know, I, I think you look at this and yeah, the, the offensive line is still a situation that is potentially the biggest aspect in holding this team back from making the playoffs or going further this year. Uh, you have to give the team credit. They did invest. They used their first round pick on a, on a offensive tackle. Um, they went out and got a starting offensive guard that they feel was an upgrade on the right side. They added John Jerry. Once they figured that Clint Bowling might, might not be 
in the long-term plans. Uh, they added Michael Jordan, an interior offensive lineman this year. Last year, they added Billy Price, and then they added Cordy Glenn. So, I mean, they've, they've really tried, for, for all of the criticism we want to give them of playing Alex Redman and re-signing Bobby Hart, and there's a lot of criticism there. Um, I mean, they've invested a lot of resources in, in the offensive line. Now, uh, unfortunately, it's come with mixed results. Jonah Williams is an unfortunate situation. Clint Bowling is an unfortunate situation. And, um, you know, we'll see if Bobby Hart can somehow play at a higher level, maybe with a better guard next to him. Maybe some of his deficiencies won't be as glaring if John Miller ends up being a, a, a solid offensive line acquisition. Um, and, and so that way that steadies that line. Maybe Billy Price ends up taking a nice leap in year two after he's had an off season being healthy and uh, gets acclimated to the system. So there's a lot of concern there, but I think there are also a lot of ifs that could move into positive directions. And I think that that's something that, um, you know, fans are having difficulty seeing because of the cynicism and the negativity that surrounds, and rightfully so, that surrounds the Jonah Williams injury, the Clint Bowling retirement. Um, and, and, you know, you have to hope that Taylor's system will mask some of those deficiencies that could be there on the offensive line. You also have to hope a guy like Drew Sample is a guy that can move around and add a little blocking element both in the run game and in the pass game to help out the offensive line to maybe mask a few deficiencies depending on how he's used as well. So, um, you know, I, th I think, you know, I understand the concern of, well, why are we signing these outside players when the interior, the offensive line may not even give them the time to be able to use that. I understand that, but even I would say that this line is, uh, and the line wasn't very good last year, but uh, this line that they will be probably bringing out this year will be as good, if not maybe even a tiny bit better, uh, at least on paper than last year. So they were able to move the ball and put up points, especially early on last year. They were able to run the ball well at the end of the year last year. So, um, you know, I, if, if they play at a, you know, middle of the road in terms of league performance level, I think that most everybody as a Bengals fan would take that. And I think that this team will, will end up surprising some people if that ends up being the case. They have to get out there and play, though. So we'll see. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. In case you're miss, uh, you, you missed what we've been talking about, Tyler Boyd signed on Tuesday a four-year extension for $43 million with, to remain with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and training camp opens this week. He will obviously be a part of that. And, um, you know, Zach Taylor, uh, in terms of training camp, has noted that he's going to keep players fresh. I think whether that's a lot of rest or whether that's, you know, more um, going over X's and O's instead of on-field intensive type of work, I don't – we'll have to kind of wait and see on that. But um, hopefully what that does is that keeps players, um, you know, like I said, keeps them fresh. But hopefully that avoids injuries. We already saw today, um, you know, uh, safety – I think it was J.J. Wilcox for – the Falcons, he tore his ACL on the first day of practice. This, these are the kinds of things you want to avoid, and how you avoid them is making sure that guys are rested, guys are staying fresh, and, um, you know, obviously 
contact and whatnot is is a bit limited. I mean, you want to work on tackling, you want to work on this kind of stuff, and you can't avoid hitting altogether, but you want to avoid the injuries. That's what the Bengals are banking on. That's what they've been selling to the fans this offseason is that they're healthy this year. Um, so they need to remain healthy. And I think that is the name of the game with training camp. Aside from seeing what some of these backup players can do, aside from finding the best cohesive unit on the offensive line, I think that's what what this training camp should be about. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for tuning in uh, to this live video session on Cincy Jungle's Facebook uh, Facebook account. We'll also have this on all of the Orange and Black Insider feeds. It'll be on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Megaphone, on YouTube. And uh, you can get all of your opinions and analysis on both CincyJungle.com and our podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll keep in touch with you as training camp develops, as big news develops. Hopefully more good news like an A.J. Green extension would be coming down the pike. We'll see. But for now, let's enjoy the Tyler Boyd extension and enjoy the fact that training camp is opening up later this week. We'll see you soon.